We're back at it today in the courtroom of current events here on Peter's Proffer, and we're going to hit a topic that's hitting courtrooms pretty hard today. Um, we're going to be talking about body cameras. So thank you for listening. If you want to hit us up on social media, it is at Tragos Law, and we'll jump right into the pod now. In today talking about a topic that is a sensitive issue for a lot of people in today's uh, national climate and that is police body cameras um, and George Tragos is on the podcast with me he just did a seminar on this in one of his ends of court groups so he wanted to talk a little bit more about how the body cameras work in today's legal and judicial system and we'll start out with talking exactly what are body cameras and where are they located on law enforcement officers? Well, body cameras, uh, just by definition, are worn somewhere on the person of the law enforcement officer. Sometimes they're worn above the ear. Sometimes they're worn in a hat. Sometimes they're worn on a shoulder. Sometimes they're worn in the middle of a chest. And a lot of officers are very particular about where they wear the body cameras because body cameras only give a certain viewpoint. Uh, if it's on the chest, what's going on to the right or the left of the officer is not recorded on the body camera. So we have to understand body cameras have limitations, and where they're placed limits its view and what people can see about what actually happened. And do they have microphone systems on them? What do they pick up, or there, is it different depending on where the body camera is? Well, the way they work is the officer will turn the body camera on at a certain time and turn it off. What people don't realize is when they turn it on, it actually will go back 15 or 20 seconds and record what happened right before it was turned on. So it's just right like a dash cam in a, in a DUI case. It's just like the dash cam. It's exactly like a dash cam. And that's why I don't understand some of the issues that people have raised about body cameras being admissible evidence because dash cams have been admissible evidence for years. Who's raising it as, as having issues with it being admissible evidence? A lot of people think that there's a privacy issue with body cams that they don't like the fact that officers are walking around filming everything they do and the potential for some third party. You know, for instance, Florida, we have a big public records law. Some third party could request all of the body camera video from the Tampa Police Department, for example. And that would be a huge burden on the police department, but it would also make it so that people can actually see what other people are doing around their neighborhood or in their city without those people really knowing somebody else is looking at it. Well, you can't just get video for no reason. If somebody was going to subpoena all the video from the Tampa Police Department, they'd have to have a reason to do that, and a judge would have to decide to allow them to do it. They couldn't just order it for no reason at all. Well, that's not really true. Because we have Chapter 119 in Florida, the Public Records Act, people can just request it as a public record because it's being held, uh, being held in the custody of the police department uh, it may not have anything to do with an active investigation. It's just sitting there because they don't destroy it. And, and that's also a big problem for the police department is having enough memory in their computer systems to keep all of this video. Okay, but they would never win that is what I'm saying. The police department files an objection that that's way too burdensome if somebody's just wanting it as a public record for no legitimate reason. They'd never get that video. Well, I recently had a conversation with the chief of police of Tampa. And what he told me was he's scared that someone's going to do it and he is going to turn it all over to him. He doesn't know if there's really a good objection to not turning it over as part of the Public Records Act. 
So he's worried about it. He's, he's worried about the cost, too. The costs are just uh, astronomical on these body cameras. Okay, well, let's hit one thing at a time. So okay. we'll start first with how do the body cameras work as far as what does it take to turn them on? What do they record? What are they used for as far as law enforcement officers use for them? Well, a lot of departments have different policies. Normally, the policy is if you're going to have any kind of citizen contact, you turn it on. And you turn it on, it's usually a button or something on their utility belt. What's happened, and I tell you, some of the most outrageous uh, videos from body cams are on YouTube where they actually have a police officer planting evidence. He forgot to turn his body camera off. He actually planted evidence under a rock and then went back and found it to arrest somebody. So body cameras uh, are good and bad, but generally I believe they are good. Okay, why do you believe that they are good? Are you just talking as a criminal defense attorney? Or are you talking about a citizen or generally? Or why, why do you say you think body cameras are good? What do you think they'll do to help? All of the above. As a citizen, as a criminal defense lawyer, I definitely believe that body cameras are good. Because anything that can accurately record what actually happens makes it a, a more just system. I used to have situations where clients used to tell me in a, uh, there was a warehouse with a surveillance camera that used to have pounds and pounds of cocaine. And the client would go in there, buy the cocaine and leave. The police would arrest him. The client would tell me, hey, that wasn't me. I was in New York. I wasn't anywhere around. And then the police gave me the surveillance video. I showed it to the client and the client goes, boy, that guy sure does look like me. So it, you know, it, it helps in the justice system to make sure that there aren't mistakes made. And I and for anything that makes sure there's not a mistake. How will the body cameras and the footage be used in criminal trials like, or civil trials? I guess it could be used in a civil trial too. So what, what is kind of the way that lawyers are trying to use these body camera videos right now? Well, the initial question is, is that admissible evidence? Okay. And we have seen that body cameras really are no different than surveillance videos or how about these closed circuit television videos that people have outside of buildings or to protect their front door? Or the cams we used to have the, in the automobiles, the DUIs, for years and years, they've been taping uh, field sobriety tests and from the dash cams. So I well, think one of the no one of the big differences in a closed circuit camera or security camera that's just always running is a body camera is turned on for a specific purpose and can be turned off during the incident or whatever's happening. Those cameras are just always running. So that's a big difference, I would say, in a body camera versus a closed circuit or security camera. But it's not a big difference from a dash cam right. or from surveillance video where the police set up a warehouse uh, to catch criminals. They turn their surveillance video on when they want, and they turn it off. I did a national security case um, recently. And in that national security case, the FBI had these very sensitive cameras and they turned them on and off whenever they wanted. They had night vision. It could be totally black, and they were able to see everything that was going on. There is really no difference in any of that and the body cams. It's evidence. It's evidence of what went on. But isn't the purpose of them different? No, I, guess, I, I don't think so. So you think it's the same as an FBI recording, undercover recording, or having cameras, or just audible recording, is the same exact thing as a law enforcement officer stopping somebody and turning on their body cam not knowing what they're going to record or what's going to happen. Well, let's face it, a body cam really is a photograph. It's a bunch of photographs, one after the other, in rapid succession, but it's a photograph of a scene, of actually what happened. And who would argue that you could not put a photograph of a scene in and 
you know, the argument is sometimes it's distorted. Now, that argument could happen if you can prove that the body cam only took a certain part of an incident and actually distorted the incident because it didn't really show everything. Well, that's what I think is, is going to end up happening is them arguing, you know, the law enforcement officer turned it off too early or turned it on too late or something like that, even if it goes back and records because the cops are obviously know that it goes back and records. It's not going to be a surprise to them that when they turn it on, it's going to, to revert back. So one of the other issues, I guess, is not everybody has these body cameras. So who right now, which, which law enforcement officers or departments out there actually have the body cameras right now currently? In our area, just about all of the departments have some body cameras. They're really an experiment for most of these departments. Tampa, for instance, out of 300 officers, they have 30 body cameras. The officers that have the body cameras, and I've talked to some of them, are really happy with them. They think it protects them, they think it protects the public, and it gives an accurate picture of what the scene is like, because a lot of times, testimony, people actually saying what happens, doesn't really convey the emotion and the yelling and the screaming and the volume of what happened at the scene. Okay, so when we're talking about who actually has them and who doesn't have them, as a criminal defense attorney, is that something you're going to use in the future? Like, why didn't you have a body camera on? Or what's the procedure like for how you're supposed to record what happens at the scene? Is it not fair that this client didn't have the benefit of having, having a law enforcement officer that has a body camera versus one that did? Oh, absolutely. Just the way, same way we complain when there's a confession and the officers don't record the confession. They have a tape recorder right there in their pocket, but do they record the confession? No. So we have to rely on what that officer says as to what the client may have said. At least now, with the body cameras, we can have that, but the people that don't have the body cameras, sure, we're going to use the fact that they don't have it. Well, and that seems to me like something I'd be worried about if I was a law enforcement officer chief of police, uh, the legal department is, that's just kind of another reason not to have it, in my opinion, is we're just giving criminal defense attorneys another argument as to why we weren't doing our job good enough, when really it, a lot of it comes down to factors that are outside their control, like cost, for instance. How much do these things cost? What is the burden on the departments to try to pay for these body cameras? Well, and remember, it's not just the cost of the camera, which for the 30 cameras of Tampa PD, it's $50,000. It's the storage of all the data the camera records. Right now, Tampa PD is paying $50,000 just to save the recordings. And that's only 10% of the department that has the cameras. So think how much it's going to cost and how much storage you're going to need for all of these videos. And when you have some criminal cases that take three, four, five years to resolve, they're going to have to keep it forever. It's not like a security camera where they can say every 30 days we wipe it clean and start over because a lot of these times the state attorney's office or the, you know, the federal government needs this time to investigate a case, come up with the charge and actually prosecute the case. So they're not going to want that to be wiped every 30 days. They're going to want them to hold it forever, which again, seems like another reason if I'm on that side, why I wouldn't want these body cameras is because it creates all these logistical problems for the police departments. One of the things you raised that really is an interesting point when you talked about the federal government. The federal government is funding a lot of these body cameras in the local and state level. However, federal law enforcement, they don't use the body cameras. The Department of Justice isn't giving the money to the FBI to have body cameras. And my question really is, why? Why wouldn't they want federal law enforcement to have these body cameras? Well, they're not doing as much street crime showing up to a scene where you don't know what's going to happen. A lot of times they're executing a search warrant or going undercover 
or they have other recording devices that they're using that aren't body cameras, but they are recording devices, right? All right, but the purpose of a body camera is the same for a federal law enforcement officer it is for a local officer. How many times do we have people complain that the officers were biased or prejudiced in a certain way in the way they conducted themselves on the street, including federal law enforcement? How about immigration? How many times do we complain about immigration officers? Do you think we're going to get to a point as a nation where, like I know when I have a DUI trial and the you know cop car doesn't have a dash cam, the jury knows that. They realize something's missing. They might wonder, you know, why isn't this on video? All we ever see are these field sobriety exercises done on video. We see them blow into the breathalyzer on video. What's missing? Do you think we're going to get to a point where jurors expect to see cops with body cameras on? Or do you think it's going to be the opposite where they're actually surprised that there's a body camera on this law enforcement officer? We're definitely going to see a time when the jurors want to see a body cam, when they demand it, when they think something's missing. Because remember, a reasonable doubt can come from a lack of evidence. And that could be the lack of evidence. Remember the O.J. Simpson trial, where they had DNA evidence being so uh, prominent in the press. After that, jurors were looking for DNA evidence in every kind of case, even though the DNA evidence may not have mattered. The same is going to happen with body cameras. So it's going to be just another thing expected. They're probably going to use it on you know, CSI Miami and all those shows that are always talked about in every trial. So now it's going to kind of change what jurors expect when a criminal case comes or a law enforcement officer does an investigation, they should have a body camera on. Oh, sure. Think about all the forensics. Think about that. Was it the, uh, uh, the Naval uh, Intelligence Group? It's called NCIS. Think about that. Everything is solved by forensics there. People expect that that kind of science is going to come into their trial. They're going to expect body cameras. They're going to expect DNA. All of that stuff is going to be expected. Well, it seems like there's a big cost hurdle and storage hurdle that's going to be between now and all the law enforcement officers having these body cameras. So I guess we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for joining us today.